Welcome to The Feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Trees and green and questions from Facebook. Oh, you mean the 35-point win didn't go to overtime, Kyle? (laughs) Points. We all get points. (laughs) Talk to the hand. I'm not spreading. Full spread. I don't spread for the roses. No, I hate hate Ohio. Pound sign me on Twitter. Welcome to the Feast by Spinebuster Sports. And as always, we're hosted by the Sultan of Sexy, Sox Sanchez. Loudy dowdy, we likes to pouty. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We just some other effers around the mic. We rock up on the mic. We rock the mic. Right. Episode 47 of the Feast, everybody. Brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. It's in the game. Well, wrong wrong thing. <laughs> Boom shakalaka uh, Welcome, everybody, to the Feast, Michigan Sports, National Sports, some ha-ha funny dick jokes. I'm here. Wiener. Socks. Wiener. <laughs> Burns is here via f- uh, phone conference. I'm working, re- I'm working remotely. Duh, weird. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's here. I'm not AJ Styles. Did you get a new chair? But I have a phenomenal one. All right. Okay. Yes, I did. I'm surprised it took you that long to notice. Yeah, I just noticed. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, phenomenal one. Very good. Yeah. It's well, a come, testicle joke. We, uh, real quick, we got to talk about, uh, so I heard Lodi Dowdy Do- Do- on the way here. <laughs> Do you guys, have you guys Hitler heard that song lately? What song? I don't even know what you're talking about. Lottie Dotty, we likes the party. Snoop Dogg. Oh, oh, oh. No, I haven't heard it in a long time. Listen to that song. It's a one, it's a great story. Two, you understand how comedic Snoop Dogg was when he was 19 years old. And the lyrics, oh, yeah. lyrics of that song is priceless. <laughs> so, knowledge to the youngins. Fantastic. Jack Morris episode. Dan. Are there any. Are there any other ones? Dan Gronkowski, brother of Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, there's a Dan too. Yeah, he yeah. played for the Lions. I knew there was a Chris. Yeah, no. And huh, Lieber Schulach. That's it. No. no Pistons. He played like six games for the Red Wings. Boom, bang. Uh today's Not episode. A... What up? Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> On the menu menu for today, we cover British Open and big pro wrestling news in full spread. We stroke the D in this week's Talk to the Hand. And I can't wait to see how ridiculous things get as we talk greatest mascots of all time. Yep. Mm. Mine are all furry and belly themed. Yeah. The rounder rounder they are, the happier I am. I got a couple zingers for you. Yeah. Uh, Burns, how was the week? Uh, week was good. Uh, did some fun stuff with the kiddo and work, and yeah, that was about it. Nothing crazy. How was your week? My week, you know, my week was a good week. Good week of work. Uh, the kiddo finally started using the potty, but only at her mother's. So there you go. Ah, she refuses right. to do it here, and yeah, sounds like sounds like a win. Oh yeah, big so, so. big W for me. Wow, so, sounds like you when you're at work. You can, only, you can only go potty at home. 
So that's your own fault. But, you know, I felt I got a nice little pep in my step today. I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. How, Socks, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. NHL free agency was awesome. Wacky, I wacky. I am real excited to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, what did I watch? I feel like I watched some stuff. That's. I wanted to talk about stuff I watched. I watched... Uh, the Bill Burr comedy special live at Red Rocks on Netflix. Mm. I recommend it. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. He has a little uh, thing about the WNBA and U.S. women's soccer. Yeah, that uh, was well, blows your mind. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. We're gonna. Uh, we're, I'm seeing him in November. Nice. Yeah. Where at? Van Andel. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He's a good uh, one. And what else was I watching? Oh, The Bear on Hulu. I watched yeah, the first couple been, episodes the, yesterday. The restaurant, restaurant phenomenal, whatever thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good so far. Everybody's hooked. Yeah, Burns, you watching anything? Um, not really. I haven't. I honestly, I've been so busy this week. Like, I had the kiddo, and yeah, I haven't really been into much lately. Been watching Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching. I, I've been watching sports mainly, and which is rough right now because it's. Only baseball. Well, and we're in the black hole these next three days. MLS, baby. Yeah. yeah. MLS. MLS. Yeah. Yeah, well, I heard a little smatterings that Messi might be joining MLS in a year. Yeah, that's how they are. They're when they're fucking 38 old years done. old. Yeah. Let's go get a big payday. Like Gareth Bale going to LA. LA. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah, well. Anybody else watch anything cool and fun or do I anything? I don't remember. You guys got anything random you want to bring up? Hmm. I'm just excited to talk about Steve Eiserman. Yeah, I forgot a big question of the week, so we're just oh. going to skip past that. Yeah. I, uh, I I did start the process for my man cave in my basement and purchased a 75-inch TV that will be here on Thursday. There you go. Okay. You got the Caputo special. <laughs> but it probably took the you Brugler. but it probably, the Brugler, I, probably, again. I probably took you a quarter of a time picking it out yeah I, yeah you probably went to the store and pointed at one and bought it i i went to costco i found I, three i asked the guy i picked like a cheaper one a middle road and a high one and i said which one makes the most sense value wise and he told me and that was the one i picked and i left word heard that it took seven minutes yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We get you a nice signed Chuck Flair robe to put on the wall there in the man cave. Chuck Flair. Chuck Flair. <laughs> Fucking Charles. But uh, Charles, one of my faves. Comes with yeah. the comes with the dick hair and everything. Oh, I can't believe I'm getting getting ready to say this, but geez, speaking of Chuck Flair, are you guys ready to spread? Okay. Oh, oh God. That's the worst transition yet. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, Joe, Joe will be happy. <laughs> Joe's probably listening to a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's spread. Full spread. Yeah, well, and we're back. Welcome back. The speech is my recital. <laughs> My words are very vital. Butterflies in the sky. I can go twice <laughs> as high. Go, uh. <laughs> he go. Similar lyrics to another one of Andrew's favorite songs, Butterfly Kisses. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, I should do that one day. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, 
Full spread, opening up. Cameron Smith wins the British Open. The 28-year-old Australian that looks like he could be my best friend based on my facial hair right now. <laughs> uh, adds this to a 2022 Players Championship. Burns, how was... Cameron, uh, Cameron Smith uh, deserved a major. He had been in contention for about the last five of them. Um probably cemented himself as the best putter on tour winning that British Open uh, had a stretch on the back nine on Sunday of five birdies in a row to take the lead while he was three shots back or four shots back actually um, you know it, there's a storyline there that maybe Rory blew it and, and played a little conservative um, with the lead um, but you also have to look at the fact that Cam Smith kind of came up there and stole it from him as well, uh, shot his second 64 of the week. And, you know, you just feel for Rory a little bit because he's pushing 40. He was trying to win it in his, in his home country and had the crowd behind him. And, you know, it was at St. Andrews, and you never know, you know, when that chance will come again. So shame for Rory, but congrats to Cam Smith. Played a great tournament, deserved a win. Yeah, um, it was interesting. Rory's worst round of the weekend was Sunday. He shot 70, lost by two strokes. Uh, and he even said it himself. I think he said he didn't do uh, anything great, but he did certainly, or he didn't do anything terrible, but he certainly didn't do anything good either. Right. And, and you know, you look at a 70 in the final round and he shot two under and normally in a major, you'd say, you know what, that's probably good enough to hang on, but, uh, not when everyone around you shooting 66 to 68, uh, the course wasn't playing all that difficult. He two putted every single hole. He didn't make a He didn't make a single one putt all day. Um, and you can't expect to win a major when you have a round like that. I didn't, um, I didn't watch it. You said it was at St. Andrews. Was there no wind on Sunday? There was there was no win because that's the that's the thing that makes St Andrews yeah St Andrews typically yeah yep that, exactly they had, the, was, they had was, the bunker play you know the deep um, edged bunkers or whatever you want to call those right and but when there's no win right to you know push the ball all over the place it's not hard for these guys to just play away from those well you know you know, you always think of that that what they call it, the the road hole or whatever yeah um, yep yeah that's a huge wind hole that's a huge hole for that tournament. When the wind's banging, it's a it's a huge make or break hole for everybody. Um, like I said, I didn't watch it. I just assumed when you guys you were talking about you know sixty four, sixty six, sixty eights. I was assuming there was no wind. Yeah, and, and that yeah. was the case. There was no wind, and so you know, at Rory, you take a you know you take a one shot lead into the final, uh, into the final round. You can't just come out playing super conservative, and that's what he did. And you know, a little bit of a tactical error, if you ask me, in in that sense. But at the same time, his putter failed him. Yeah. So, you know, it, you can't come out and shoot a seventy when everyone else is shooting sixty six around you. Well, especially what it is, it, especially no wind. Right, and Cameron Smith made every single putt and deserved to win. So good for him. Yeah. Also, a uh, report came out today that Cameron Smith is going to be joining uh, the L the Live and uh, for about a uh, five year, ninety million dollars or something to that nature. Wait, so, what? Yeah. How did I not see that? I will double check myself right now just to make sure because I don't want to 
Who's that? All I saw Pro today was David. David Faraday was all I saw today. David Faraday joined the live tour. Yes, he did. Well, as as an analyst, yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about playing. That'd be epic. No. All right, Cameron Smith provides awkward answer. Looks like six hours ago he's near. Says that he's nearing a contract. Um, no, that's we'll see, it I was. Guess. It was rumors. It wasn't an actual. Yeah, yeah. So TMZ Sports is reporting it. So I got, oh I yeah, got, you, that's twenty five percent chance. I got Bleacher. <laughs> I got Bleacher Report. According, right, Bleacher no, yeah, Report. According to TMZ is, Sports, yeah, you, yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. <laughs> great. At least we aren't. And, getting, you know, at least we aren't getting fooled by fake Twitter accounts. Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But it, it would be, I would find it hard to believe that you would want to leave the PGA Tour right after you won your first major, um, especially not knowing. You know, as of right now, these live tournaments don't count towards the official world golf rankings. So these guys are just going to start free fall in the rankings. And unless, unless they get some sort of special exemption into the majors or they've won it previously or recently, their golf rankings in the world will no longer get them qualified for these majors. So it will be interesting to see how that all plays out. Well, it comes down to you know, the, the prestigious vibe of playing in a major to making $16 million a year. So. Correct. Yeah. And, and well. So somebody like, somebody like Cameron Smith, who is, you know, hasn't done too much in the PGA, you know, if he left and joined the tour, I don't think everybody's crying over it, you know. Well, no, he's done a lot recently, though. Recently, I mean, but like. He's been, the last, the last two years, he's been one of the best players. I mean, he's a top. He's a top five player in the world, right? Yeah, now. I kind of wonder why. I wondered when I found, like, looked at his stuff uh, for the show today, why more people weren't talking about him instead of Scotty Scheffler. Well, yeah, I mean, he's competed in every single major except one this year, um, and Scheffler gets his due, and, and, and as he should, he's the number one ranked golfer in the world, and he has four wins on the year, um, including he won the Masters. Um, but Cam Smith's been right there. You know, those three guys, probably Scheffler, Cam Smith, and Will Zalatoris, have been the most competitive in every major. Heard that. Well, we're going to let Chris Burns go talk to his hand, and he'll join us uh, later for the mascots. Yay. I'll be back. It's lunch break. <laughs> Heard. Yeah, breakfast break. Heard that. Right. Bacon. We'll talk to you in a bit. Yep, bye. All right, next point of business on the spread. WWE moves the Raw rating from PG to TV 14 for the first time since 2008. Should be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. Like, first thing I did was message you about it. Still doesn't change their storylines. So, until they get their storylines and the creative writing right, I don't give a shit. I think Summer, like I said, I think you can amp it up. Yeah, I think, I don't think much changes until we get past SummerSlam. So, I think SummerSlam kind of kicks it off. I think you're going to see blood in that Lesnar Reigns match. No. That's going to be purposeful. No. And, um, I don't think they're going to blade. I just think they're going to, like, I think it's going to be like the Lesnar. Or in match at SummerSlam a couple of years ago, where he just 
beats brains until. Yeah, I, you know, the blood thing is one thing, but I think, if anything, it's going to help amp up the storytelling and have the emotions be a little bit more spiked. You know, anytime you can say the word bitch or ass, you yeah. know, it, it, it emphasizes the emotion, you know. Yeah. Um, but like I said, until they get their storylines on a consistent level where they're not breaking them up just two weeks in, like, right. I'm, I'm still. Yeah, I definitely know. agree with that. So. Uh, do you think this is a sign that Vince is no longer in charge? Uh, I think it's going in that direction. Um, I mean, yeah, it's probably the start start of the end, maybe, with that kind of stuff. But well, I think the start of the end came a couple weeks ago. But no, I know. But I mean, it's part of that that right now. Yeah, it's interesting enough. I saw a meme that said he paid more uh, in hush money than he paid for WCW. Yeah, yeah. So, right. uh, do you think there's a chance of the return of the Attitude Era? No. I don't know who, I mean. Who could be that? Like I said, the, the, there was one, there was, you know, five, six, seven, eight guys that can hold the main event, title or no title. Yeah, but I mean, and I think they. But until they get I their storytelling. I think they potentially have that. I think it's the writer's room, but they need to have somebody like Vince that's making the decisions. And if Vince goes by the wayside, I think that'll be Triple H. Yeah. And. I've got, when it comes to running, like, what he did in the original NXT before it changed to 2.0, I I think it's in great hands. Yeah, I, I just don't think it'll be like an attitude there. I think it'll be different. I mean, I think it'll be different. I, but I like, think Triple H. I think, I, think, I think it'll go back to, like, the, I think we'll have solid wrestling again. And he'll well, like I said, if you, if you have the storytelling go the right way and not break up creative storylines halfway through them and fuck them all up. That's that's what ruined I think. Them. I don't. Well, I shouldn't say solid wrestling. I should say I think we'll add that back. It won't just be the giant man territory that it is right now. Yeah. Trying to find somebody just that looks like they can main event. Well, WrestleMania. it's also not going to. We'll be, still have the Garganos and the. But it's not going to be the repeater either. Where Vince McMahon at come WrestleMania time always calls back the old fifty year old motherfuckers to come wrestle. I think that those days are going to be. Well, they they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Those guys Finally. are done. Like, Finally, Triple H can't wrestle again. Shawn Michaels, like, probably won't. Undertaker won't. Great. Kane's done. Not like, mad about it. Though, like Mick Foley, obviously is. Brock Lesnar better be the next one soon. Yeah, uh, like once he's done, Lesnar. Let him be Lesnar's, done. Lesnar's still got. I mean, okay. But we're talking. We're talking. About, saying, we're talking about guys. Like we talked about the Undertaker last week. No. Or yeah, was that last week? Uh and how he did it for 30 years. Lesnar's only been doing it for 20. Only? That's still a long time. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. And I think Lesnar's, like, Lesnar's definitely on the shorter end of his career because I don't think it matters as much But I'm, him, I'm, like, I'm all, I'm all set taker. with the guys holding a title or showing up five times a year. Like, I'm that's past what, that and point. That's, and they're starting, like, it's... It's the same old shit. It's like a subtle in-between with Reigns right now because of the new contract he signed. Where he doesn't have to be on uh, TV as much and whatnot, and or as many pay per views, and like it sucks, but like they gotta figure out ways to do it. They got like it's got to be a way to elevate these other championships to something. If you if you're not gonna have the universe, the Universal World Heavyweight Championship on every single. Uh, like pay-per-view then we can elevate the u.s title or the intercontinental title or they just don't i don't they don't have the 
I don't think they have the main eventers like they did in the Attitude Era to pull that off. Yeah. Keep keep an eye on Walter. I'm telling you, yeah. he's gonna do it. All right, final point of full spread this week: the NHL free agency frenzy. Wow. We will uh, talk Red Wings at the beginning of talk to the hand, but. Uh, we talked about last week about how dry the goalie market was, and it was crazy. We saw Darcy Kemper just won a Stanley Cup in Colorado. He's off to Washington yep. now. Yeah, him and uh, Lindgren. I was listening to NHL radio, and um, there's this guy. I believe his name is Jason Woodley or Woolley. Not Woolley. Woolley's a defenseman, but Jason Woodley who looks at a lot of analytics for goaltenders. Um, and the last several years, he's predicted, you know, the next Venza winner, that kind of deal. And he was talking about one underrated guy who's going to be turning a corner analytically, or not turning a corner, but analytically should be the next guy in the wings. That's uh, Lindgren of Washington, who is Kemker's backup essentially now. Oh. Interesting point. But, yeah, goaltending frenzy. Uh, people were going this way and that way. I mean, it was a dry market. Uh, you know, after Toronto made the trade for Murray, and no offense to Matt Murray, but he hasn't had the great couple of years, and he had a higher cap hit than probably or close to what Campbell went for Edmonton. Kind of surprised me there. And then I think he signed somebody else too. Uh, oh, Samson off from Washington. But they they let go random. You know, it's just kind of like. This team wasn't going to pay this goalie this money, but then he paid over for that goalie. And it's just, it was a weird market. It was interesting. But I think the biggest, more importantly, is the fact that Johnny Goodrow, Goodrow, Johnny Hockey from Calgary, went to Columbus. Uh, in the running, it was his hometown, Philadelphia, the New York Islanders, and somebody. Uh, the Flyers bailed. And then suddenly, at the end of the day, or the next day, Columbus signs Goudreau. And a Columbus team that's, I don't want to say they're rebuilding, but on the brisk of, they're like kind of in purgatory, kind of in between. Mm-hmm. Interesting move. Nobody saw that coming. So I think that was the flash, besides the Detroit Red Wings making everybody's head spin. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that didn't get a lot of things done that they should have. It should be it should be an interesting year next year. There's a you know Ottawa for one team. Their top six forwards, all the top six of those guys could probably score thirty goals individually. It should be interesting year. I think in the realm of the Red Wings, interesting team moving forward. We'll talk a little bit more about that. It's just these teams that are going in the right rebuilding mode, like kind of taking the next step. You still got to figure who's going to be the teams in the playoffs that drop. Yeah, like because a lot of those teams are good teams, especially in the East. Well, I mean, look at like some of the guys Colorado lost. Yeah, they lost, didn't they lose Burkowski as well? Lost Burkowski. They resigned Nishushkin. Nishushkin. Uh They resigned Helm, which is fine. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I but like it's just I feel like they took some major hits losing Kemper because oh well, they, they Francis Francis they obviously have a lot of faith in him. No, I right? mean don't so. and. Uh, I'm still very interested to see what the Stars goalie ends up looking after his playoff performance. Odinger from yeah. Boston U. Dude, he, like you saw like yeah. that, especially that last game, he what stopped like 60 shots was, or something crazy. was his crazy. coming out party, and he's a good you know young yeah. goalie. Yeah. They, they should have an interesting team. 
you know, it's it was a it was a what other kind of move happened that kind of blew my mind? Uh, Kane resign. You know, you're talking about we'll talk about Andrew Cop. Uh, what about Evgeny Malkin? You know, there was all those rumors and smoke screens about how he was pissed that he was the last one resigned um, after they did the Raquel deal and the Latang deal. Hextall, you know, really started chirping how he wanted Malkin back, and they made it happen. But there was a lot of drama there. I think maybe drama with Malkin's. Uh, party. Um, talk about Malkin. I uh, will talk about Andrew Cop here shortly. But part of the reason that you know he was on my list of potential players that I wanted, hopefully, but going into Tuesday or Wednesday or Tuesday for the the sign resigning period before they're unrestricted, you know, he's his name wasn't on the list because everybody thought he was going to resign. So we'll get into more into that later. Uh, but you know. Uh, Claude Giroux going to Ottawa. That's going to be an interesting team in within our division. Our division's loaded with the Red Wings. So we'll talk more about that's part of the reason why I don't think the Red Wings will make the playoffs still. Yeah. Um, what, what other move was there? I'll, I'll think more once I get rolling here. My okay. brain. But yeah, yeah that would, that, free I, I got to start taking these days off. It was like, that was, it's like a party in my pants yeah. for these things. <laughs> Uh, reading all, reading all my new outlets and like all these things, and we were all texting back and forth, like look out for this guy and this and that. And, yeah, right. We, uh, we really were. We really started to feel like journalists here. That yeah. amateur hour. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, really moving into the, getting into our groove, going into this second season yeah. coming soon, August thirtieth is our first second season, first full closeout. Yeah, uh, but that's the end of full spread this week. Yeah. Uh, the Derek Jeter documentary will debut our we always how we never know what day it is because we come out on tuesdays it's always monday night tonight after the home run derby the jeter documentary mm-hmm. debuts um how do you think kalamazoo will be depicted fine we'll do, talk about it uh i just from the little snippets i've seen so far and the age that he was it'll be interesting to say the least but well, he's got to have some sort of reminiscence well, of his high school ball. Well, and especially for the fact, it's just weird for the fact that he doesn't even like consider this his hometown. Like now his hometown is Tampa, Florida. Yeah, whatever. And it has been for 20 some years, but. I'll spit off my back. Speaking of Tampa, Florida. Now here we go. Uh, yo, yo, and hot dog next guy to Florida. We'll be right back after this message. Summer is here, the kids are getting out of school, and vacations are getting planned. Don't wait to plan or be on vacation and have nothing to do. Hi, I'm Kyle from Spinebuster Sports, and now you can go to shop.spinebustersports.com and get your copy of Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida. Now you can enjoy the Sunshine State like a pro with Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida. It is your quintessential guide to everything Florida has to offer. Want to fish for sharks? You'll be the coolest guy in a boat since Michael Bolton. Eats! This has every fast food establishment in the state listed, as well as reviews of drive through times and customer satisfaction. Amusement parks? You bet your corn-fed ass we do. You'll be running around with that rodent and all its fucking pals quicker than you can say 1-800-DIAL-IT-UP. Hotels and rentals? You'll be in the house in no time. Bing bong! Hello! Act now and get a special gift. Joe Caputo's Guide to Tampa Nightlife. Find love or tickle that naughty side of you with this guide to get filled with Tampa Nightlife. 
and order in the next 15 minutes and we'll also include the Frugler's Takeout Deal and Fast Food Guide to All of West Michigan. This offer won't last long, so act now. Go to shop.spymustersports.com and powerbomb your vacation. Yo-Yo and Hot Dogs Next Guide to Florida does not include half gallons of Captain or Tito's, Ubers to Wendy's, fireproof carpet, or repeated calls from your friends to delete Facebook statuses, and all sales are final. Plus, coming soon to shop.spinebustersports.com, the Glaze My Pound Cake t-shirt. Go to shop.spinebustersports.com for everything The Feast, Spinebuster Sports, and Pappy's merchandise related. And don't forget, tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. for The Feast by Spinebuster Sports, available on all major podcasting platforms. And we're back. Uh, a couple of free agent signings that popped in my head. Trocek went to New York Rangers from Carolina, replaced essentially Adrian Kopp and Strom. Strom went to Anaheim. Palat went to New Jersey from Tampa Bay. He got some chunk of change. Robert Thomas for St. Louis re-signed. Hence, we'll talk about Perron moving to Detroit. A former Red Wing SSU and Tidomi's kid Max signed with the Chicago Blackhawks. That should be an interesting team because what are they going to do with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tage? Are they going to stick around? Or are they calling it a, a career there in Chi-Town? Uh, Mr. Norris from Ottawa re-signed as well, eight-year deal. Talked about Malkin resigning. Uh, those were the big ones that I kind of forgot about in my head as of now. So, yeah. So, oh, before we get into talk to Ham, I didn't want to give it a throwback to our best Detroit sports athletes episode. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I think you missed. And then we were back the next week. Yeah. And ever since then, I understand how why you fought so hard for Stevie Y because especially what the splash he just kind of made in his coming out party for the Red Wings. I uh, have been very impressed. Yeah, he's a G man. Not, I mean, there's a reason why he's a captain for over twenty years or twenty years, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's straight to the point. You know, he's. I love his GM ways of being close to the chest. Like I said, watch his press conferences. They're, in a way, comical to me. He's just a G. Like, he is my sports hero. Not only is he a player, but now he's probably my favorite GM that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, I I liked Theo Epstein when he was with the Sox and with the Cubs. Like, he was awesome. Like, he's somebody that <clears throat> Illich <clears throat> should give a blank checkbook to and <clears throat> get rid of <clears throat> Vila. Um, just saying. <coughs> But, uh, like I said, watch Steve Eisenman press conferences, especially since, like, COVID with Detroit. He is just – he's not, the way he answers questions. Um, yeah, we'll get more than that. So. Yeah. Well, Sox is all excited because we're getting ready to hockey. dive into hockey. Hockey he's stuff. Got the, he's got the fucking – White legs, Sean. pants hiked up as far as he can. And – yep. I'm 50. I'm, I'm slightly worried. He's getting ready to talk to his hand, so let's I do this. I kick. I kick. I'm 50. Talk to the hand. 
Welcome to Talk to the Hand, where we talk about Michigan and Detroit sports. First thing up, what are we doing, Red Wing Hockey? Jergens. Oh, it's Detroit sports. Uh, yeah, Red Wing Hockey. Uh, NHL free agency started last Wednesday. We did our preview for that last Tuesday, technically, I guess, right? In a way. Tuesday. Yeah, we talked about it. Um. You know, I was looking at the list, and some of the guys we signed, like David Perron and Andrew Kopp, like they were in the back of my mind, but I really thought Kopp was going to stick with the Rangers. And once news broke that he wasn't re-signing going into that Wednesday, I knew, I mean, hometown kid, grew up in Ann Arbor, star quarterback at Ann Arbor, played at University of Michigan, just made sense. Yeah, second-line um, center is going to uh, most likely, and he will take a five-year, $5.625 million per year average uh, salary. And... It was, um, it's really the only, like, all it it made sense. Yeah, it's, it's, the, only, sense. it's the only long-term deal we have on the books besides Sherratt at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, in those, the year four and five, if we're rolling, it's starting to be a playoff team and, you know, be a contender. Even if you drop down to our third-line center, that would be the perfect role and the perfect dollar amount and the perfect situation for well, all mean, that. Like, let's let's think about, okay, what, how many? You play like, like four or five. Like Then we're thinking, you know, probably who, like Verana and maybe Casper are there playing centers. It's going to be. Well, Verana will play wing, but Casper, Valeno. Yeah. Yeah, so one of those guys will be growing for the number two role. You know, whenever that's ready, Andrew Cobb can still play on the wing. You know, he can play in all situations. He's a 200-foot centerman. You know, he's a checking line center first and foremost. He's going to help our defense out tremendously. I love listening to you talk about hockey. Yeah, just just wait. It's going to get wetter. Um, <laughs> oh, spit on it. But uh, he, you know, the, he his scoring was up a lot last year. I know that there's some people that were like, well, he's overvalued. And he had one good year of scoring. Well, I, I get all that, but he's a hometown kid. He's going to have motivation. To, you know, he, he made him and Peron said, when Steve Eisman gives you a call, you're going to listen. And that, I don't think the ma- people understand the magnitude of that. One, you know, we have the original six that helps. Well, that's one of the things Cop said. Cop came out and he was like, I grew up. And Steve, as and Steve Eisman was my hero. Yeah. And for him to call me and want me to play on his team, how could I say no to that? Well, like, and, you know, that, and that's a lot of as a player. Yeah. But then you throw in the resume he has with Tampa Bay. Here we are. Fucking big dick Stevie. You know, and so we'll, we'll get into more with Steve here in a second. Another signing, Ben Sherrod, defenseman, stay home defenseman. I think it was a four year deal. Roughly what? Five a year? 4.75 million a year. Uh, you know, he's not going to wow you on the stat sheet. But he's going to block shots. He's going to hit. He's going to keep people out of the crease. Uh, he's really hard to play against. He's 6'2", 232. That's a big body, a big old butt to clear the lane. He's going to help these young guys he's gonna, uh, come along quite well, too. Well, and now, now he like, can. Because with, with Edvinson yeah. quite possibly being, making the team this year, yeah. maybe, maybe not, uh, this will be a good veteran that has all these a key to all these uh players we signed to they all have playoff experience and yes. a decent amount of it yes. like uh so and i don't i think that was on purpose yeah so sure was you know i wasn't in, the, in my mind at all but at the same time wonderful signing i like it a lot he's gonna be a wonderful cider and him are gonna be a really hard top pairing to play against and that's what 
the, the most of these signings are guys that are really hard to play against. Uh, moving on, we'll talk about David Perron, St. Louis Blue. This funny thing about him, I think he signed three or four contracts previously to signing with Detroit. They've all been with St. Louis. Yeah, he's played for like five other teams. Um, so in my back of my mind, I was like, oh, he's signed all these contracts with St. Louis. He's probably just going to resign. And then once again, going into Wednesday morning, he was not resigned. Steve Eisman calls him. You know, he's willing to be a process of this rebuild, get him to that next step, next level. Perfect. You know, yes, he's 34. Yeah, it's a two-year deal worth, you know, nine and some change. Wonderful, gritty player. He's going to tremendously help our power play. He's a right-handed shot. He scored 10 power play goals last year, I believe. Wonderful. One of those signings that's going to really put you over the top for that team of going the right direction. Been in the Stanley Cup playoff experience, perfect. Mm. So he he could play, you know, this year maybe top six, top nine. You know, wonder. I, I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful deep thing. And then what? Kubelik is the next center lick from Chicago. Same with Suter last year. Well, I was not uh, tendered by Chicago as a restricted free agent. Became an unrestricted free agent. A big body guy, hard to play against. Two years ago, he did score thirty goals. He is only, I want to say, 25 or 26 at the oldest, 24 maybe. Two-year deal, prove it or lose it type of deal. So there's motivation on his end to produce, to get paid later on. Wonderful intermediate, you know, he's a guy that, do we keep him or ditch him? It's all good. You know, wonderful, another depth winger. And then moving on. Uh, Alamada. All of them, yeah, Alamada, defenseman, one year, two point. Another stay-at-home guy that will play well with, you know, Evanston if he comes up. Um, just another young veteran, but has been around the block. He played, I want to say he played for Pittsburgh's Cup teams, um, but has been around the block, another playoff guy. Kind of a weird sign. I, it kind of threw me off at first just because of I didn't know who we were going to retain otherwise. But um, the, with these signings, we're we're a full-fledged, full-rostered team now. So yeah, there's going to be – a lot of people, uh, a lot of smatterings about the Red Wings competing for the playoffs. That yeah, yeah. Now that now that after this free agency period with Stevie Y, that now we are already back to being a destination team where guys are going to want to start come playing here. Now, that's true, but as far as making the playoffs, we talked a little bit earlier, who's not going to make the playoffs in the East? Tampa Bay? Oh, my God. Boston? Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Did Tampa Washington. Bay really lose anybody? Uh, they lost. They traded Ruda or Ruda signed with Pittsburgh. Well, they lost Ulevi, right? Or no, not Ulevi. Uh, they traded McDonough. They traded Palat. Or they, they lost Palat. But they, they lose guys every year, and they're uh, they'll be fine. They'll make a trade trade deadline deal and ramp it back up. Yeah, they have their core. Same with Colorado. You can lose a piece of here and there. It's not like Calgary losing Johnny Hockey, which they're in like yeah disarray right now for being a really good team last year like losing one player like that could kind of sway mm-hmm. but that's in the west so it doesn't matter to us yeah so you look at teams like ottawa who they're like i said they're top six forwards fucking money but who's not going to make the playoffs washington well they might make it again islanders are a step away from getting back to the the promised land hopefully we are Pittsburgh. Young, young guys make those rangers teams. i mean there's there's no teams in the east so I give it one more year is my expectation. Yeah, mostly because well, mostly because in the East it's competitive and nobody's going to lose traction. Yeah, in my opinion. Hells to the yeah. Uh Stevie Y, Big Dick Steve. 
you know, we were talking about how I, I mentioned how about I kind of know what he was. I think he was doing, and he kind of he in his last past press conference after free agency, he mentioned it. I talked about he's building four lines that can play against all situations. If you want to be be a defensive team, we have a line. Any four lines can compete with that. Yeah, they're all well-rounded players. If you want to be an offensive team that night, well, we got all four lines can check you. And you look at their roster and their depth now, it's that way. There's not three grinders on a line. There's not – they're all two-way – you know, Vrana, yeah, he's our scorer and things like that, but you mix you know, mix and match him with other players on our roster. Right. There's a lot of balance there now. I think we're still a little weak on D. Um, you know – I think it'll just come with time. That's what they're hoping is that. I, I think I think we're a puck mover away. Because I think we're still we still have another guy in Grand Rapids who's pretty young that was oh. on the up and coming for defensive. Oh. Sabrango, McKasick. And what about the other? Uh, what about the young forward from Grand Rapids, Bregren? Well, here we are. So uh, without mentioning him, and with including Fabry, who will be on IR, there we have fifteen forwards that are on a roster. So Fabry won't be on the rest originally because of IR. So he leaves you 14. That's two scratch forwards as it is. You know, if he, I just said, you know, if these young guys make it. So he, he said he's hoping that they compete with him. He's not holding roster spots. Then this is this is the year that it's going to put pressure on Zadina, Valeno, Rasmussen. These guys, they're 23-ish now. It's a big year for those guys yeah. with the people that he just brought in to compete you want ice time? You better show me you want ice time. You know, I know everybody's on the fence with Zadina. I think he's a confidence, emotional player, and his confidence was trash at the end of the life. Like I, without a scoring previous the second half of the season last year, you watch his defensive play as a winger, as a sniper, as a scoring winger that he everybody thinks he is. He played a lot of good two way hockey, especially analytically. He's in the right spots. It's just not showing up. I still have a lot of faith in him. We talk. I always talk about Rasmussen, right, being the ninth overall pick and you know draft a couple of years ago. I look back in these Red Wings teams of the nineties. You kind of reminds me of somebody like Marty Lapointe, who I think we drafted like tenth or twelfth overall. Was he a special, awesome, you know, all star player? No, but do you don't think he played a role in those Stanley Cups? Absolutely, he did. So it's just putting those pieces together in the right, putting him in the right position to succeed. I think that's what Steve Eisman is going to do. You know, big year for Joey Valeno. He's not waiver exempt, so if he doesn't make the team, we send him to the minors, he can get picked up. Big year for that. So a lot of – this is going to accelerate because of the competitiveness of the team, though, especially on the forward side of things. I think our LRD defensive guys will catch up eventually. All those guys will about now be in Grand Rapids. You know, now maybe – now do you – in Grand Rapids, you put Berger and Soder will blow them together and see what happens, though. Excuse me, down there. Do one of those guys make the team and beat somebody out? But who do they get rid of? Do you get you know? Do you make a move and get rid of Valeno, Sedina, Rasmussen? Well, and do you trade Ernie? I I you know did what I always do and ate a hundred milligrams of edibles for you got here mm-hmm. uh, and blacked out for a minute. We talked about the fact that they signed Casper to a three year entry deal. Oh yeah, so we signed Casper. I yeah, he was on contract with Rugla in Sweden. I don't know if that's still valid with him signing a contract in NHL. I wonder if he had such a good developmental, you know, week or whatever, that maybe he does start in Grand Rapids next year. And like Steve said, you know, if these guys make the team, they'll make the team. We'll, we'll make roster. Ju- that's I still think, that's a good problem to have. Like, I still think it's because they want him to play center and not play the wing. Uh, yeah. 
so much. But like, I mean, that doesn't even really. I don't know. Does, it, does that make any sense? They're just gonna start moving everybody around. Well, it all depends on how the training camp goes up with Traverse City preseason goes. You know, they Steve mentioned that he didn't think Raymond was he wasn't planning on Raymond making the team last year, but he proved himself and he made the team. And look what he did with our team. Mm-hmm. He he he. You know, he's not gonna just play rookies nine minutes a game just to have them up there. Like if you're gonna be a rookie and play, you're you're top not your top six or your top four in defense. It's just the way it's gonna be. Now you sign all this depth. It kind of threw me for a little bit signing all these guys right now, but it's definitely to push, like I said, Rasmussen, Valeno, Sedina, that next level. Can they get to the next level? And if you don't, then we got players to cover those spots, and we move on from there and go from there. So I, a wonderful right direction. Burns talked about how he wanted to spend some money. He spent some money, and I think he did it in the right way. And uh, I, I think moving forward, especially – down the middle, you know, I'm. I really want Joey Valeno to succeed. I, I really hope this pushes him to pop some pucks in that. And same with Zadina. And um, but the one big thing is keeping pucks out of our net. Yeah, we were one of the worst scoring defensive teams in the league last year. We're, we gotta save those pucks. Get out of here, kitty cat. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm excited. A hell of a day. You know, just it kept going on and on. Like, you kept getting alerts. Red Wing signed this. Red Wing, holy shit. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. Like, me, we, we sent the first text about COP, I believe. 10.30-ish. And then, like, by 2 o'clock, we were like, I we kept, like, I, I was like, we've been talking all fucking afternoon. Well, yeah, you signed COP, and it's like, okay, that's our splash. All right, sounds good. We'll get a defenseman. And then we signed, who we signed, Mata? No, we signed Sherat first. No, we sent, I don't know. Um, and then the Perron one was the one that was like, "Oh, here we go!" Like he is, he's rolling, and some depth there. So, uh eleven thirty is when you uh sent that, and then at probably right around one fifteen is when I sent Mata. Yeah. Uh, Perron was two fifty five. And then you at three thirty, you said we had also signed Ben Sherratt. Yeah, so the per- the Perron one was what threw me a little bit, but I love I love it. A lot of good leadership, and now now and the, and you're great, and you're great gift usage back to back, back to back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another another rumor is is that Steve Eisman is not sold on the fact that Dylan Larkin will be our captain for a long term thing here. Uh, he's earned that right, and uh, looking like he will sign a long-term deal, which excites me. So yeah. I am assuming eight years, we'll say 8.5 a year. Heard that. Well, I think we're going to segue this right into our the good, the good things to the crap. It's Detroit Tigers Minute. Yippee. Hey, hello everybody, it's Tuesday, we're in the black hole of summer sports, it's time for another craptacular Detroit Tigers Minute. Hey, remember when we won six in a row last week? Yeah, neither do these assholes either. Clearly it's been a rough week, Tuesday we win 7-5 against those peasants from Kansas City, the lone diamond in the pile of shit that this week was. Caveat a stolen base and ba- Badu's got his badass back in Detroit. 
Wednesday, we lose to those douches 5-2, and it just gets worse from there. Have you ever been licked by a grundle? Well, our boys from Detroit have. Thursday, we lose 4-0. Friday, we lose 6-5 as we can't hang on late with the stinky grundles, scoring two in the seventh to win. Then Saturday, we lose 10-0, bringing the shutout total for the year to a revolting 13. Sunday, the rain felt bad for the boys, and our game was rescheduled. But uh, hey, at least we didn't lose. Spencer Torkelson takes his Adam Dunn-like hitting ability back down to Toledo, where A.J. Hinch said, maybe two days, maybe a week, maybe a month, nobody knows for sure. All-Star break this week gives 99% of our team some time to decide if they should continue to play baseball or start coaching Little League. Doubleheader coming up Thursday out of the break against the Athletics, and then back home Saturday and Sunday to host those Tinkles for two games. Halfway through the season, is it time for Detroit Lions football yet? No. Oh, we're back. Interestingly enough, that's the next thing we're talking about. Oh, uh, what are Tiger stuff? Cabby passed Ted Williams on the all-time RBI list. Yep. Uh, draft happened Sunday night. Tigers took Jace Young, second baseman. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Great bat. Struggles on defense. Played second. Talked about him playing third, but he doesn't have the arm for it. That's why he's playing second. So, <laughs> he said probably first, or I imagine that's our future designated hitter. So, great pick. Uh, corner outfield. Get it rolling. Uh, I guess he doesn't have great speed either. Great. Yeah. And then, uh, round two, we took Peyton Graham. Shortstop from Oklahoma. I didn't get to see much on him. And uh, I know rounds three through ten or something were today, so. Yeah. 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 Nailed the draft so well. Yeah. Sweet. Avila. Woo. Dio. Dio. Blank checkbook. Uh. Blank check. Look at the movie. Do what they did in the movie. Both players. Detroit Lions news. First of uh, the new season. Or first since pretty much the draft, I guess. Uh, rookies to report to training camp Saturday. Veterans to report early next week. And then August 9th, Hard Knocks with the Lions debuts. I forgot Hard Knocks. Yeah. Should be good. Motor City, D- Dan Campbell has been uh, saying some stuff. Why not? Things like, why not us? Think You know, I just, I keep saying, I don't think the move is to win this year. Well, Especially I'm, if you're, to get your to get your quarterback of the future. It's here too, everybody. Yeah. No, I know. But like, even if you, like, I just think, ideally where you want to land is top five or is bottom five this year, just because of being able to get a quarterback that you want. You can what you want to do around. is compete and be better as a team. Regardless, you'll we'll find a quarterback somewhere. Yeah. Quarterback will be your last piece well, of the and, puzzle. I mean, and that's going to be Matthew Stafford to get you to the Super Bowl for Detroit. Oh my just God. wait. Well, he's going to be 30 fucking eight years old. We're just not, you guys just aren't, you guys are going to somehow make the playoffs this year and not be able to take a quarterback. And no, because he's going to be like, you know, you saw, you see the fucking AT&T commercial. Cooper Cup gets hurt. No, <laughs> so they yeah. trade Matthew Stafford back. Yeah. No, he's going to, after his deal's done, he's going to resign Detroit for he's a year. He's got four years left on it. Perfect. And then when he's 38 years old, in year six of Dan Campbell's turn, tenure, you know what? Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl, Detroit oh, Lions. Shit. I'm just saying. Come on. Get players. Don't worry about quarterback later. Wah, wah, wah. 
Okay. Yeah, he'll be 38, but Jesus Christ, yeah. fuck that. Nope. Just saying. No, actually, you know what? Do that. <laughs> what a storybook ending. You want to talk about commercial? Yeah, story- you want to talk about that commercial? The storybook, Lily? The, the storybook ending would be Matt Stafford getting just straight demolished by somebody on Ford Field and never being able to play football again. No, the storybook ending is Kelvin be, comes back. Gary, as a, Gary Bertier. Kelvin's not he coming comes back. back. He comes back as a tight end. You are ridiculous right now. No. You sound like me. Yeah. Hey. Everybody, I'm just trying to keep those Matt Stafford like fans bu- like on, on, on beat. You sound like the bullshit I pull. <laughs> yeah, well. Like so. uh, well, before we uh, hit up our archive promo and talk about the greatest mascots of all time, did you see A.J. Dillon destroy that mascot? Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. Wait. We'll play it on break. Yeah, we'll play it on break. And... Uh, if you want to know how to dominate your podcasting experience, here's a way how to do that. Okay. Check out The Feast by Spinebuster Sports, available on all major podcasting platforms every Tuesday at 8 a.m. And go to spinebustersports.com for all the latest news on The Feast and other Spinebuster Sports podcasts. And go to shop.spinebustersports.com for all The Feast Spinebuster Sports and Pappy's merchandise needs. Now we're going to throw it back to episode 31 where we talked about what we had learned that day. Kyle, what'd you learn this week? I learned that Shaheen Holloway was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered to Scene Hall before St. Peter's got off the floor Sunday. Are you are you hurt by that? No, I just that's that's what I learned. Okay. I've learned something. <laughs> you kind of learned anything last week. You knew it all. <laughs> I just blacked out. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, I learned that uh, I put pants on. I learned that dogs don't lay eggs. <laughs> that's I learned something today. <laughs> I, learned, I learned if you take a nice creamy shit in the best bedroom, that's okay. Uh, Burns, what did you learn this week? Uh, <laughs> um, Carmella wears a gimp mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know that. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> Mike Shushevsky's a piece of shit. I, no, I knew that. Shit. <laughs> no, I learned. I've that known too, that right? for a long that's, time. That's the one I learned. Known that for a long time. Uh, I, oh, what did I learn? Uh, I learned about the Steiner brothers, <laughs> Joe and Mark, <laughs> Rick and Scott from Bay City, Michigan. Terrific University of Michigan alums. National champions in wrestling. Terrific. Socks, what did you learn today? I learned that if you want a good towel, <laughs> you can go to com. <laughs> and also, if you want to get your ear holes filled, you should listen to The Feast every Tuesday morning. If we slap you with fucking knowledge. Yeah, we'll slap. And we'll even give you a towel to clean it up with. <laughs> Count it. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitress. Oh, God. Well played. Welcome back. He's a cowboy. You totally totally redeemed yourself. (laughs) If you enjoyed that and you want to hear other funny stuff, check out our archives available on all major podcasting platforms. And remember to subscribe so you'll get our latest episode every Tuesday at 8 a.m. It's The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. 
mediocre so we get worse picks. No, it takes us. It takes us to the next level because it's gonna. Oh, we're we're going. We're coming out of the break. It takes us to the next level because it's gonna push the Zena, Rasmussen, Valeno, all these young kids for ice time and roles for next year. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, it's. You look at our roster now. We're we're full fledged. We have a full roster. So you know, if people start playing at the great level, that's one a good thing. And then if he has to make moves, that's a good problem to have. Anyway, we're back. Welcome to Feast. We're back. Burns, did you see AJ Dillon dominate that mascot? <laughs> I did see AJ Dillon dominate that mascot, dude. Beautiful. <clears throat> that mascot didn't stand a chance. No, there's no way in hell. Look it up right now, Sox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, why? Why Sox is doing that? I wanted to go ahead and thank Skyment for sponsoring us for the last couple of weeks to a month or so, and uh, you know, just uh, we appreciated the support. And did they like us or hate us? I haven't even had a chance to talk to them yet about it. So, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, so oh, Kingpin's head came off, but. Uh, how much I appreciate we appreciate their support and still very much enjoy their delicious products. Yep. And how much fun I had writing some of the stuff that I wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, pterodactyl's ass. You can still go there and get as high as a pterodactyl's ass too. Amen. Yeah. Just like Sox's shirt, it's up around his shoulders right now. Showing bottom boob. Yeah. I see nipples. Yep. <laughs> uh bottom boob. Yeah. And Last piece before we get into greatest mascots. Uh, Rick Flair's last match was announced today. Yeah, against JJ. It's going to be Double Jared, Double J. Flair and Jay Lethal. And Chuck's hubby, Andrade, Chuck Flair's husband, yeah. versus Jay Lethal and Sox's favorite country music star, Jeff Jarrett. Wonderful. Yeah. Can't, can't, wait, to not, can't wait to not watch that. Uh, it's July 31st. You can catch it on the Fight app. That's F I T E. Uh, Sox put his uh, top half away, and now I'm upset. Oh, well, we said Ric Flair that you brought that shit up. Flair and Lethal woo off. That's what I'm hoping for. You said Chuck Flair, though, and I'm ready to go down. Chuck. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> mascots. Yay. All right. Top 10 greatest mascots. Here's my first one. The Blue Blob from Xavier. The, the backup max. So I was watching Sports Center commercials with mascots today from some of my research. Yep. There's a, do you remember the one with the Jim Kelly when they like somehow make a deal and Jim Kelly loses and he has to give up his Hall of Fame jacket and gives it to the Blue Blob and you think he's going to put it on? He puts it right down the gullet. Like, just, <laughs> That's like, right. Like kind of like Cookie Monster X, except his his mouth is like Pac Man. Oh, that was That's the best so one right. I saw. And like I, I told Kyle earlier, the more hairy, the more um, feathery you are, and the bigger belly you got, you're you're a fan. You're a, I'm a fan. Uh, Clay commented on the Facebook post that I made and said, uh, "Buster Bronco." Yeah, but that's because Clay's a homer for Western Michigan University Broncos. Yay! Yay! Fight on, fight on something. All right, uh, Burns, you got somebody you want to bring up and talk about? Um, yeah, the Syracuse Orange. Yeah, the Roundy. Roundy. Mr. Round, Mr. Round Orange Ball. Otto the Orange. We can also call him Charles Otto Barkley. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. He's a good one. That's a good one. He's a good round. And every time I think of Syracuse Orange, when you think New York, obviously, then you got to think of Mr. Met. Yep. Because yeah. he's, he's one of my yep. favorite. Like, he's kind of a dickhead. Um, he is a dickhead. You know, he's. Didn't he flick somebody off one time? Or no, somebody flicked off Mr. Met. That was 
something like that. But regardless, everybody does anyway because it's the Mets. But he's he's kind of the dickhead one. He's kind of like the yeah, he's a dick, and I like it. Yeah, and if we're gonna go the baseball route for a second, we can't not mention probably the Philly fanatic. Well, that was gonna. I mean, he's top three at the end of this conversation. Hopefully, right. I mean, he's right. he's the original mascot that became flamboyant and reckless. Um, the one that I don't think about too much now that was kind of reckless in the late 80s, early 90s was the Phoenix Gorilla. <laughs> yep. The Phoenix Suns yep. Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's still going, I think, too. Yeah, but he had, remember when he was, he was doing kind of crazy-ass shit when Barkley was there. I remember that yeah, more then than... Yeah. Uh, but sticking with Philly, if you're going to bring up the Fnatic, I got to put Gritty on the list, too, because he is bonkers. Uh, Gritty was also actually mentioned on Facebook as Gritty the uh, he's the trash uh, cokehead or something. Well, like I was going to give, I was going to give, <laughs> that's a horrible transition, but I was going to give Liz a, you know, hey, throwback to Philly because you got top two in my top five. Um, but, yeah, I got to put Gritty on the list, too. Yeah, I... You know what I'm going to say. Has to leprechaun. The Notre Dame leprechaun. Yeah, great. The pride of the Irish. Yep. Yeah. Great. The Golden Dome. We can put that on the list, too. Lucky Charms. That doesn't fuck off, Kyle. You, <laughs> golden Dome. How about, what? what's Michigan's mascot? Uh, is it that kid with bo- the kid with the glass with both hands on his head when Michigan and State returned that block punt? Is that Michigan's mascot? Yeah. How many times are people going to bring up that fucking stupid thing? And you say you say the Appalachian State. <laughs> Whatever. What? We'll give we'll give you the your little fighting right. little man. But my little fighting uh, little man. I'm I'm. You're so glad you're not here. I would have punched you up live on air. My dick's bigger than his biceps. Ooh, <laughs> leprechaun. It's special. The one I, I want to put. So we're only doing sports we're mascots. Average man. <laughs> we're doing sports mascots, and I just want to give an honorable mention to somebody who's not a sport, and that's Grimace. Um, <laughs> one of the best ones out there that we can't talk about. I just want to give Grimace a yo. Uh, Tony the Tiger. No purple, purple Grimace, baby. Toucan Sam. Nope, Grimace. Pillsbury Doughboy. Woo! <laughs> poked me. It was dead. Uh, Burnsy. So, uh, I think that I have to say Sparty next. Yeah, you got to put him on the list. We won't talk about him much. Be on the list. I mean, he, just, he just is. He's just there. He's, he does have big biceps. So we're, put, so, we're putting Sparty in the top ten? That's what well, you're we're, gonna, we're putting him down for now. Okay. Let's not get, let's not get wild. All right, because I was like, all right, well. Because what about the, like, thing, something like the San Diego chicken? He's a good Honestly, one. Honestly, objectively, objectively, Sparty probably is. Yeah, I know. In the- yeah, it doesn't mean to talk about him. Sure. It's really when we're getting down, because there's some of these that are obviously going to make the list. San Diego chicken, Philly fanatic. So, I mean. Notre Dame leprechaun was making the list, regardless, for the most part, if I, I was a mention. fan or not. I mean, the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah. The, you mean the tree? The tree. Yeah, the tree's yeah. a good one. That we haven't talked about one that I think should be talked about. Maybe the Idaho Vandal. Well, there's the Vandal. You have, was it Bernie the Brewer? Um, yeah. Because he's got that slide flare going on there. You can talk about the San Jose Shark guy. Sharky, I think his name is. Apparently, the octopus for the Red Wings is also a mascot. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you got to be wild. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about I don't think the ones they throw. 
Yeah, the Western Kentucky Hilltopper guy, the red guy. Yeah. Uh, grimace like a motherfucker. Yeah, he's my red Big grimace. Red. Big red. Big, Big red. Yeah, he's <laughs> another roundy boundy. Yeah. Uh, Big red's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's a goofball. Uh, the tree, obviously, you know, you could talk about Terrapin. You could talk about the North Carolina Ram. You could talk about the Georgia Bulldog. Um, Al Davis for the Oakland Raiders. The Georgia Bulldog is the Georgia Bulldog is a good one because it's so unique. Uga. It's, yeah. Yeah. Then, but you know, the, like one of my favorite commercials on Sports Center was the the Pittsburgh Penguin and the New Jersey Devil messing with the thermostat. That was a good David one. Putty as the New Jersey Devil. You're just Seinfeld. talking. You're just talking nonsense <laughs> from Seinfeld. You're nonsense. But you can talk about Mr. Mr. Red <laughs> with the mustache. Uh, who else did we Marge have? shot? <laughs> that was a good one. Her mustache. <laughs> the, the Milwaukee sausages. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know us by now, Kyle can't I keep it together when he says anything dick related. I have a direction. Yeah. It wasn't because the Milwaukee sausages. It was Mark shot. She needs to be brought up every once in a while because she's a she, bitch. Oh my God. What a bitch. God. We were like kids too, not knowing what the fuck she was doing. And then you look at it back and you're like, you bitch. Um, yeah, all right, mascots, mascots. What about Burns? What about your hometown Bulls mascot? Oh, yeah. Bernie the Bull. Benny. 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 Benny should Benny riles up the crowd. He should probably be on the list. I like I do like the Orlando Magic guy because he's got a bit of nice honker on him. I can't remember yep. one's name. Uh what about Yuppie? Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I liked him too. No, it was Montreal Expos. No, Montreal Canadians. No, I guess. I don't know. Oh, is he on now on the yeah. Canadians? He was the he was the Expos mascot. Uh we haven't talked about the Oregon Duck. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cocky the Gamecock. Oh, that's a good one. Obviously. Cocky. Yeah, because his name's Cocky. Yeah, penis. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta keep saying, I gotta keep saying Mars shot to keep Kyle. That's how I, that's how I, it's the Norm McDonald. Jeez. <laughs> I feel um, like we need a separate category for live animal mascot. Oh, and actually speaking of penis, Scrody. Yes. The Rhode Island School of Design's Scrody. mascot. So the whole story about this is they have a hockey team that's nicknamed as the Nads, and their basketball team's nicknamed the Balls. So Scrody, a penis with two abnormal-looking testicles, is their mascot. And it has a little cape with sperm on it. And it's amazing. Yeah. He's more airtime. Yeah. And uh, Penn, the Penn State bear with a scarf. The Nittany Lion? Yeah, the bear with a scarf. Okay. <laughs> Nittany Lion. Uh, the bear with a scarf, I mean. The female tiger. Does, the female lion with a scarf. Does Oregon State have a beaver? <coughs> Chris Burns, going to you. What? Does Oregon State have a beaver? Um, I don't know the answer to that. To be honest, I always rooted for Oregon when I was out there. I never really paid attention to OSU. I uh, never mentioned. We never mentioned uh, Brutus the Buckeye. Nah, yeah, we should, but he's a fuck him. Um, I'm, a- I'm trying to think of more pro teams. Um, I feel like I'm missing a mound round or up there somewhere. 
A mound round. A mound round. Uh, <laughs> Rocky. Balboa. The Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he's one of the highest paid ones I read earlier. Uh, I brought up Al Davis, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've talked about almost everything on my list and then some. Yeah, we can probably yeah, start can... hashing it down. <clears throat> All right. So we have right now in. Oh, Wally the Green Monster. Wally. Okay. I don't know. I'll just say Uh We have Philly Fanatic, Gritty, ND Leprechaun, Sparty, San Diego Chicken. I feel like we should probably put Mr. Matt on the list. Uh, yeah. What about um, Hugo the Hornet? I thought about that one, too. Okay, but we have to start putting stuff down. Okay, so. The top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burns, do you have anything? Fanatic, Gritty, ND Leprechaun, Sparty, San Diego Chicken, Mr. Matt. Big Red. Who have we talked about? Big Red? Big Red. And Blue Bob Blob. Because I don't care. And then the, the Syracuse the Orange. And, then, and the Tree. The orange. That, I'm, I'm right there with you on all of that, but I think Sparty has to be in there over the tree. Well, we'll put Sparty down. We'll talk about it. Sparty's done. Is there anything else? Because that's 10 right now that we have. San Diego Chicken. List. San Diego Chicken's on the list. Gritty, Philly Fanatic. Gr- uh, gritty. Philly Fanatic. Do we want to put something like the Oregon I Duck? I mean, the one would be Casey Wolf. Um, Scrody. Honorable no, mention he's for not. Scrody. He's not. Honorable mention for Scrody. He's I'm sure, but he needs, he needs more airtime. Girth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff the Magic Dragon. Stuff the Magic Dragon. That's the, so That's Orlando's. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's Orlando's. <coughs> so yeah, that's I mean how many we got on that list. That's t- we have ten on the list. Ten on exactly. Yeah, like so we just have Is to that including Leprechaun. Yes. Okay, so we gotta find one more to put Leprechaun in honorable mention. <laughs> Suck <laughs> up that one. All right, what do you guys? What think? about the Sun's Gorilla? Put that on there just in case. Like get with you, Burns. Yep. All right. Well, we'll hash it down from there. All right, number one. Philly Burns. Fanatic. Burns. Number one, yeah, Philly Fanatic. I mean, I think he's one of the oldest ones, too. Yeah. And he's still yep. in his prime, and he's got that dad bod uh, love. I think I think San Diego Chicken might even be older. He's. But... I think he came right after. So, yeah, Philly Fanatic. Number two, who would you say, Burns? I think it's Philly Fanatic, San Diego Chicken, one, two. Burns? I don't know if I can put San Diego chicken that high. Who do you propose instead? Um, Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, give me, give me the who would be in contention. Orange, Notre Dame, Sparty, Mister Matt, Blue Blob, the Tree, Sun's Gorilla, someone we haven't mentioned yet. Other. <laughs> Big Red. Give me Big Red at number two. I love it. Big Fan. Red. Grimace looking motherfucker. I love it. Big Red. Fucking. I'll give you San Diego chicken at three. All right. Doesn't Wisconsin have a big red weird guy? 
they have Bucky Badger. Oh, that's right. They have Bucky Badger. That's right. What a... But then they have they have the weird dude in, during the basketball right. games. Yeah, the Notre red Dame, guy. Notre Dame leprechaun at four. Get the fuck out of here. But iconic. No. Get, get the fuck out of here. But, no. but better than almost anything else on those Sparty. Place. I think the Notre Dame leprechaun. Or Syracuse Orange, yeah. Or Mr. Matt. All of them. Or both. Notre Dame over all of them. Fucking just give it to Kyle so we can stop (laughs) listening to bitch. Notre Dame 4, go. Put it down. Who cares? Number 5. Sparty deserves that. We'll do Sparty number 5. Just because it was Keith Black's birthday. With an asterisk? Yeah, just because it was Keith Black's birthday. There's no no asterisk here. Yeah. (laughs) We're on 6 through 10. You still have to provide a doctor's note. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm not sick. <laughs> how many? We have five, and how many we have on our list? We got uh, Gritty, Mr. Matt, Blue Blob, Orange Tree, Sun's Gorilla. I think Blue orange. Blob, we can. I think I, Orange. Gotta orange be up at number there, six. Man. Yeah. Orange. I was, was going to say Blue, blue Blob. I'm down with Blue Blob and then Mr. Matt. Yep. How many we got left? We have two left, and it's between the tree, the gorilla, and gritty. I think we got to put tree and gritty. Tree and gritty? Yeah. I'm happy with that. I would put gritty at number four, but whatever. I mean, I would put Sparty at. So read them off. Ten. Start at ten. (laughs) Number ten. Favorite mascots. Favorite mascots. The Feast. Mm. Spinebuster Sports. Number 10, we have Gritty. Yeah, the Cracked Owl Philly. Number 9, we have the Stanford Tree. Oh, man. Just who has a tree, you know? Number 8, <laughs> it's Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt. Yeah. Number 7. The most probably flicked off mascot in the world. Number 7, it's the Blue Blob from Xavier that ate Jim Kelly's laundry. Yeah, it's like the secondary mascot, too, and that's the fact that that made the list is fanatic. Number six, Fantastic, we have the I mean. we have the Syracuse orange guy to represent a place that no oranges grow. Otto, Otto, Otto the orange. Uh, number five, we have local Michigan Sparty State, Michigan State, Michigan State. Don't con- don't do that. <laughs> God damn it! No, Sparty's number four. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, number four, we have. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish Leprechaun. Who plays that? He he plays the, the flyer at the top of the pyramid. With a large asterisk. Yeah, flyer at the top of the pyramid. The, their, their fucking shit is literally a leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. We never even brought up, we never even brought up the USC Trojan, which should be on the list. Yeah. So number four, Trojan. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> nice job. Number three, San Diego Chicken. Bop, you guys, you guys the USC Trojan should be in place of the San Diego Chicken, in my opinion. Well, then, yeah, well, it just bumps down the chicken to four, and then <laughs> it's all good. And then we just <laughs> four. Yeah. So. Yeah, is that what's going on? Yeah. Who's I? You know what? I never. Kyle, let's, put, let's put the Michigan guy on the list. No, no, no. You know what? Kyle always introduced me as the host, which is fine and dandy. Wait, I'm gonna play that card right now. No, play that card right now. Host rights, bumping, <laughs> bumping the leprechaun out of here. Sparty can go with him. Don't leprechaun even give a fuck. beats out the tree. Don't even give a fuck. We're we're putting fucking something else on. We're putting gritty up there. We're putting the Trojan up there. 
And then just for shits and giggles, the Bulldogs getting them on the list, too. <laughs> over my dead body. Are we putting a tree over the leprechaun? Babe, leprechaun, go sit in a tree. <laughs> you cut down the fucking I'm tree. Gonna, I'm going to call. There's got to be a lumberjack around one of these teams. They can cut down a tree? So that just makes my... They, the, the leprechaun could be a lumberjack. <sighs> you magically delicious. Hey, man. Top of the pyramid. Yeah, he's got the gold to fi- buy one. Anyway, what's number? Where are we on? Number three, San Diego Chicken. No, that's where the Trojan is. <laughs> San Diego Chicken is four. Come on. <laughs> number two, Big, Big Red. Red from Western Kentucky. Sox's wonderful love in NCAA football. Hey, yeah, wait, one year. I know. From right now, we're gonna have an NCAA. I told football my boss game. I'm taking two weeks off in July. Jesus Christ. Um, Big Red should be number one personally too, but Philly fanatic. Number Philly one. fanatic number one. Shout out to Liz Vaughn. Yeah, hope you're listening. We're not going to say anything to you about it, just to see if you listen to this episode or not. Yeah, gritty. <laughs> Gritty's my hero. And Philly fanatics, you know. Yeah. Fucking Philadelphia. Whatever. Right. Oh, jeezy Pete. So yeah, uh, Burns. We appreciate you calling in to have my back. It'd oh, hey. It'd been a long. It'd been a long discussion. <laughs> Just about the leprechaun. We need we need Burns just for the I, laugh. I know the Burns. Congratulations on your team being in the honorable mention section of the official yeah. top ten. It's higher than team. your higher than your team, bro. Yeah, it is, but that's okay. Big red. Baby. Where's the Cubs mascot at, Burns? Where is he? Hey, Kyle, I didn't argue for any of my mascots to be on there. Yeah, yeah. because you don't have any, Benny. Benny, Benny would be close. Benny, like Benny, or, or the Chicago, surprised. or the Chicago would, cocksucker. Benny would actually, probably be like, <laughs> is there a yeah, yeah, Chicago who, cocksucker? Yeah, the, the cocksucker from Chicago, like you know, the one, like <laughs> the one. I think Benny probably ten A, and then you get to honorable mention. The, and then Leprechaun the guy, and Buckeye. The, then the guy that goes around Chicago sucking wieners. I mean, there's Yosemite <laughs> Sam out of Oklahoma State too. <laughs> Then that oh, guy. we didn't even talk about the Oklahoma State. Yeah, or or the Gator, Gator, Florida. Yeah, Burns. Did I tell you? Did I tell you how somebody at the bar said I? W- I said we had a hot dog bar for our party this weekend, and he looked me dead in the eye and said, "Oh, you guys are gonna have some glizzies," and I almost peed my pants. <laughs> and he mentioned it because he listened to the show, and I was like, "This is get the fuck out of here." There you go. Here's a T-shirt. Hot dog inserted into Burns' mouth. Glizzy. Yeah, glizzy. Glizzy. Full stars. That's it, yeah. His eyes are stars. <laughs> oh, God. I, I can see it. With, guess, no, his eyes are stars with the, bl- right with the black underpaint. I think I can do it right now. Yeah, no, I, it's the first. That's, Smoking on a glizzy. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, I just made you I millions. Have a, I have a meme. You might want to sign me on board. Yeah, because we're making money. That's what you say. Yeah. It's all, it's all right back in. Yep. Chugging back in. It's yeah. a well it's a wealth oiled machine here at the feast. This was episode forty seven. Kyle, what'd you learn today? What I learned today, uh I learned that you guys are those th- just like that guy from Chicago we were talking about. Yeah, you know, no pain, no gain. Um we didn't we didn't talk about but I I learned that. Oh, Fifteen sorry. years, four hundred and what fifty million dollars is a, something not to turn down, right? How do you feel about that, Burns? Um, Soto. I would I would have turned it down if I was in too. Yeah, 
just because yep. of the direction of the team or why? Uh, no, because a 15-year deal for four – so that's $29.5 million a year. Uh, in five years, that's going to be a terrible contract for him and a yeah. great contract for the team. So he's probably so, looking no, for a fiver, right? I, I, if I were him, yeah, I'm looking for, I'm probably looking for like seven and maybe 10 max. Yeah. Um, but probably like seven. And then, you know, if I'm him, I'm probably looking for seven years, 250, 300 million. And then I'm going to try to sign the same thing seven years from now. Word. And he also probably doesn't want to play for the Nationals. So it's probably like a mixture of all of those things. Um, It'll be really interesting to see if he gets traded in the next couple weeks. Yeah, real interesting. Especially, I think the team just got bought, and that was, they were hoping that he was going to be that piece. The or they're selling the team, you know, blah blah blah. That he's going to be that piece for a selling point, and that looks yeah. interesting now. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be there. Yeah, doesn't seem like it. Next week, Burns, you learn anything this on our brief conversation this today this morning? Um. Yeah, I learned that uh, we are all in agreement that uh, Big Red is very high on the mascot list. He, I didn't know. Okay, that, I'm glad. Know, I'm glad that's the one that you said. I didn't know that we'd get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, watching watch that Blue Blob commercial with Jim Kelly, man. That will that'll hit you right in the heart, especially if you right. like Big Red. Yeah. Next week on the Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Yeah, we'll probably. We'll talk about fantasy quarterbacks, and we might have to make some shit up just to fill time. Fantasy quarterbacks, eh? Yeah, it's the start of the fantasy football season. We go quarterbacks next week. The following week, we'll do running backs. A uh, week after, August 9th, fantasy wide receivers. Burns' birthday, fantasy tight ends, kickers, and defense. And then we <laughs> round off. Happy birthday, bitch. Uh, <laughs> August 23rd, the week before our fantasy football uh draft mm. the one year spectacular isn't that the day after our draft is it the 20 22nd this year or the, so the 21st there's so a third week in august <coughs> no it's about the weeks before football because football doesn't start we won't cover football till september oh, it's 13th. always been the third week in august whatever i mean this makes yeah. more sense one year spectacular yeah. And that'll be the Michigan football preview for you and Burns to talk about something for 45 minutes that, that, kind of, that and I will I will take double edibles that night. Yeah, you should you should have saw me just talk to myself in the in the mirror about the Red Wings today. I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking stuff up and doing shit. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Stat boy. Stat boy, producer. My stats right here. Yeah. He, so we talked about Matt Stafford coming back in year six of Dan Campbell's plan and uh, winning the Super Bowl for Detroit at the age of 38. Bullshit. Oh, that'd be, really, that'd be really cool. And then makes another AT&T commercial. Excuse me. I'm yeah. sorry. And then makes another AT&T commercial. Maybe the oh, flip yeah. phone will also come back so he can be like, oh, remember that thing that I loved, but it was okay for me to get a new one? I want to go back to it. Yeah. I want to go back to my old one. Another good mascot commercial was <laughs> when uh, the Georgia Bulldog Spills a cup of water and he's been over to clean it up. And Matt Staff comes out. He's like, "Hey, I told you not to pee in here and go outside." He was just spilling it. He wasn't peeing. Poor bulldog. Anyway, what I learned. Well, next week. What I learned is we all have a big thing for big round objects and mascots. 
as the orange blue blob, big red. Big ball blue blob. And Leprechaun can suck a dick. Next week when we hit fantasy quarterbacks, yeah, we'll get to be we'll be able to use the button again. Well, yeah. Josh Allen, you know it, number one guy on the Buffalo coming up. Yeah, well, coming back next week. You know what? My sleeper's Drew Lock. Just kidding. Cool. <laughs> Just kidding. Socks. I read a report today that Jimmy Garoppolo might get traded to Detroit, and I laughed. That'd be crazy. Ew. So, well, all right. Good job, gentlemen. It was good talking to everybody. Yeah. 8 a.m. every Tuesday, the feast by Spinebuster Sports. Get slapped in the face with your fucking knowledge. But don't forget, we got the World Cup coming in this fall as well. Qatar. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We play England, I think, on uh, Black Friday. It's going to be higher, hotter than a ball sack there. Oh. England on Black Friday, everybody. Yeah. I think. Cool. Love it. Awesome. It's going to be the awesome. English. No, not the English. The Americans. The Americans. Anyway, uh, pleasure. Thank you for listening. <laughs> pleasure doing this sometimes. Aren't we playing England? Yeah. But the English. I know, but we're American. We're rooting for the Americans. Yes, I know. Anyway, <laughs> this has been episode 47. Thank you for listening. Oh, Leprechauns suck. You guys can suck a fat cock. Yeah. Look for the... The... the yeah. Uh, the, pot of bricks. Uh, Shout out to Dr. Nancy and all the concerts. Good job, buddy. All right. See you next week, everybody. Burns. Yeah. Go talk to the hand. Burns. We'll see you next week, right? Yep, sir. Mm, nice. Yeah. Eight, five. Holler, holler. Fantasy quarterbacks. Good night. Good night. Good night, Canada. Bye, everybody. <laughs>